0: Welcome to Personal Financial Strategy, the podcast, a podcast wholly devoted to you and your money, bringing expertise to bear on how you earn, invest and spend your hard-earned cash. We're switching things up today, just a little bit, departing from the tactics of personal finance and delving a little into a concept I call financial wellness, um, with the emphasis today on the word wellness. Today. We're going to be talking with Robert Miller, host of the Follow Your Dream podcast, where he interviews lots of dream followers, uh, some who have taken the leap and left their nine to five jobs, started to pursue their passions and dreams. second switcheroo for today is Robert. He will be sharing with you his own pursuit and passion story. Robert, welcome to Personal Financial Strategy, the podcast. Thank you very much, Tony. Pleased to be here. Yeah, well, I first heard you on Entrepreneurs on Fire with John Lee Dumas, and I was just taken with your courage to abandon the safe and pursue your passion. Our audience, many of them, are clinging to safety in jobs they hate. Can you relate to this?
1: I can relate to it 110%.
0: Why don't you just tell us a little bit about how you made that leap and when you made that leap?
1: Well, I started out with a dream when I was young, which was a music dream. And I was uh, on track, I felt, to become the rock star that I wanted to be. I studied music when I was young. I played several different instruments. When that little band from Liverpool, England called The Beatles came out, I switched from trumpet to guitar and then from guitar to bass. And I had a band that played throughout my teenage years. And as I said, I was on track to go into music full time and make that my career. And like so many people, um, I got off track and not just a little off track, but way off track. And uh, I attribute it to the kind of thing that everybody deals with on a day-to-day basis, and that is life got in the way. Um, I graduated college, and I was a broadcasting and film major. I got myself a job, an entry-level job, in the mailroom of a public television station. And I was set. I was going to do the broadcasting during the day, and I was going to play music at night. I was living in Boston at the time. Everything was great. Only one problem. Um, I got stuck in the mailroom for an inordinate amount of time because of what was happening in the economy at that moment. And uh, between that job and my music, I I wasn't making enough to make a living. Uh, And I was very unhappy about the whole thing. What was I going to do? And in a moment of weakness, a friend of mine said to me, well, why don't you go to law school? And I said, well, why would I want to do that? And he said, well, you could do law during the day and you could play music at night and you could make a living and you could have the life that you wanted. And I thought about it for about two nanoseconds. You know, I was a 20 year old kid and I said, yeah, that sounds great. And uh, I went ahead and I applied to law school. And unfortunately, I got into law school. And then unfortunately, I did well enough in law school that I got a decent job. I'm joking, of course, but. I was all set at that point because I said okay now I'm going to be a lawyer during the day I'm going to play music at night I'm going to make a living and everything is going to be hunky dory for me. Um except I had been you know recently married I had a child I had a mortgage I had obligations and I had a job as a lawyer that you know commanded 23 hours a day from me. Yeah. And I had no way in in the world to to do what I had set out to do, which was law during the day and music at night. And I stopped playing music for 15 years. Oh my. Okay. Let me repeat that. My goal, which was to do the law during the day, play music at night, have my careers. It went out the window. Wow. um, For 15 years. And I was miserable about it. Now I always had the dream inside of me. But you know like that movie um uh, back to the future where michael j fox has the, the 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 photograph of his family and it starts to fade when he gets off track well that was what was happening with me my <laughs> photograph was was fading because yeah. you know one year turned into three into five into ten into 15 years and i felt there was just no way to get back on track now look at the same time i was making a living i don't have any complaints about it But in terms of what was really inside of me, what I really wanted to do with my life, that wasn't where I was going. And it took me decades to finally get to the point where I did return to music on a full-time basis. In the middle of all of this, when I was in my 40s, I started to play music again but it was more like a hobby, more like a, an avocation. I would do it on the weekends. I would do it whenever I could find time and it was nice. And I put a band together. I did some recordings, you know, I was living the life, but it wasn't really the life that I had set out to lead. And it took me until I turned 60. Um, that was the big wake up call for me, because, you know, they say 60 is the new 40. OK, but it's still 60. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, you're kind of on the far side of the mountain when you when you hit 60. And I said to myself, if I'm ever going to do it, what am I waiting for? I don't want to regret till the day that I die that I never gave it a shot. I never tried. Yeah, And so I jumped into the deep end of the pool.
0: Good for you. Good for you. Um, What were your main concerns when you, when you made that, that is a leap. I mean, that is, uh, I'm just picturing it in my own mind. Um, You have a very secure job. You, you have responsibilities in life. Um, Maybe they've tapered off a bit at age 60, but they're still there. And uh, so can you, can you describe what it felt like at the moment where you're like you made that decision. I'm I'm going to drop what I've been doing and pursue my heart, and my passion, and my talent.
1: Yeah, you ever see those uh, cliff divers in Mexico that jump off cliffs that are like um, a thousand feet in the air? <laughs> yes, the water that doesn't seem like it's deep enough to you know be safe. That's kind of what I felt like. Look, I I was in a position where I felt I could take the shot. And I recognize that there are people that just say, this is all nice, I wish I could do the same thing, but I can't change my lifestyle in order to follow that dream of mine. But remember, dreams come in all different shapes and sizes. Mine happened to be this crazy dream that I was gonna become a rock star when I was in my 60s. And I had no role model to follow for that. I mean, I just didn't know anybody that had done that all the, the great rock stars, they all started when they were 20-ish. And now they're in their 60s, 70s, 80s, but they've been doing it for 40 and 50 years. I wasn't like that. On the other hand, like I said, dreams come in all different shapes and sizes. So your dream might be to learn a hobby, learn a skill, maybe to you know switch jobs. There's all different ways that you can approach these things. And what I really felt was the key to me And frankly, the key, I think, to anybody was developing an action plan. And, you know, I love that quote from Mike Tyson, because they asked him, did you have an action plan when you went into the ring? And he said, yeah, everybody has an action plan until they get hit in the face, (laughs) which means that you have to be flexible. You have to adjust your plan. And by action plan, what I mean is a series of baby steps, because if you start out saying, okay, I want to be X, I want to be a nuclear scientist, I want to you know, go to the moon, whatever it might be, if you look at it as one gigantic leap, um, it's very intimidating and it's unlikely that you'll ever do it because it just seems so unwieldy and so impossible. On the other hand, if you sit down and say, okay, I want to do something, what's the first step that I need to take? What's the second step I need to take? You take a series of baby steps. I literally, when I decided to do what I'm doing now, which is music full-time plus my podcast, I sat down and I wrote on a napkin the first five or 10 steps that I needed to take, which had to do, of course, with music, because that was what I was going into. Mm -hmm. And if I hadn't, looked at it as a series of baby steps, I know that I never would have had the nerve or the courage or the stupidity to jump into the deep end of the pool. So I encourage anybody that is thinking of the kind of move that I made, or just any move at all, to to break it down into baby steps, okay? And also, the other thing I want to say is that we all live to some extent with regrets, and hopefully there's small regrets that I never did this, I didn't do that, etc. This was a big, big regret for me. And I didn't want to wake up at any other point in my life, certainly not at the end of my life and say, gee, I wish I had given it a shot. Because to me, it's the act of trying that gives you that inner satisfaction and happiness. Mm -hmm. The fact that I've succeeded Mm -hmm. at a certain level, I mean, here I am, I'm six plus years into this. I've got 10 albums, including a billboard number one. I've got uh, four or five million video views. I've got over a million Spotify streams. I've played festivals and concerts around the world. I've opened up for artists like Blues Traveler and Edgar Winter and Boney James and Mindy Abair. I mean, it's been a dream come true for me, but. If I hadn't succeeded at that level, if I had just given it a shot, I would have been just as happy because I feel like the success is the icing on the cake. Right. What you you know, it's the old saw. It's the journey, not the destination. Right. So so for me, that's how it's worked out.
0: That kind of that really kind of uh, feathers into. What we talk about in, in terms of financial wellness, there's a wellness component. I mean, life is not all about making money. It's about, as you just so eloquently outlined, um, living a life that has no deep regrets. We're all going to have some regret of some sort that we didn't do something. But um, at age 60, which is the part I really admire the most in your story is you said, I'm not I'm not. I'm not going out with that regret. <laughs> I'm going to face it and I love your your tactics, a baby step approach to it. Could you could you describe a little bit just in detail how that went for you? Like what was your first,
1: second and third step? Well, look, again, music was my dream and sure. I knew that I I needed to write more music. I had written music when I was younger, but I kind of had a block when I wasn't going anywhere. And I started to write again. I needed to put a band together. I And I decided what I was going to do. I held a mass audition that I advertised on Craigslist of all places. Is that right? I, lived, I lived in New York City at the time, and I got about 30 musicians that came down. I said I was forming a band, blah, blah, blah. And out of that mass audition, I found the beginnings of my band, which I call Project Grand Slam. And um, some of those guys are still with me today from from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, I need I knew that I needed to start working with the band. I knew that we needed to record, you know, all the indicia that go into being a musician. That was important, but if I've given the impression that it's all a straight line to success, I don't want to give that to your audience. Okay, you know, people ask me what was it like, and I said, you know, it was a twisty, turny road. You know, it's one step forward, it's two steps back, it's three steps sideways. I can't even remember how many times we played um, in a in a club where it was basically a private concert for the bartender and the waitress. Okay, because nobody was there. And you have to be willing to go through those kinds of obstacles because you're going to face obstacles. Nothing is a direct line. And um, I knew what my goal was. I knew what I was aspiring to. So I just kept my eye on that goal at all times.
0: Was there anybody kind of playing devil's advocate with you saying, uh,
1: I don't know, Robert, this, you know, yeah, it was it was me. It was the devil on my shoulder saying, are you crazy? Why are you doing this? You know, do you really want to keep doing this? You, you always have doubts, mm-hmm. you always, you know, and you probably in your life, you have more doubts and, and more inhibitions than anybody else does. And I kept fighting that. Um thankfully things were working out for me i was moving forward most of the time and that's how i measured it am i moving forward am i achieving something more than i was achieving previously and so that worked out for me but you know i i also want to give this message to people and that is not every dream is going to succeed mm-hmm. my dream has been succeeding at a level that i didn't expect but it would have been just as good for me if I had done everything that I did and maybe it didn't work out or it didn't work out nearly Mm -hmm. at the same level. Mm -hmm. Again, if you simply make success, however you define it as your load store and nothing less than that is going to satisfy you, that's a pretty steep hill that you have to climb. Yeah. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. So, that wasn't the way that I went about this. I knew that I wanted to take my shot. and that's what I say to people. if you know if you've got that passion inside of you for something, if it's a passing fancy, forget it. you know you could do it. you maybe you, you maybe do it, you maybe don't do it. but if if you if you have that feeling in your gut, and I believe that's where you feel things. you know you can convince yourself intellectually of almost anything but you know whether in your gut you're telling yourself the truth because you can't hide that emotion from yourself it's in you and i knew exactly what i needed to do i knew exactly what what direction i needed to go and um as long as i was heading in that direction i just said let me keep going great that is
0: such an awesome story and i do admire the courage I mean, the, the courage to step out at age 60 and, and just purely pursue it.
1: Well, it was either courage or stupidity or some combination <laughs> of the two. But, you know, after I did this, um, now I can look back a little bit, even though I'm not at the stage that I, that I aspire to be. But people said to me, OK, you got, you've got a story that's pretty inspiring and motivating. Hmm. What do you want to do with it? And um, that's why I started my podcast, which is called Follow Your Dream, because that's what I did. And I believe that everybody starts out life with a dream. And typically, when we're young, the dreams are big. You know, if you're a little boy, you probably want to be a baseball player or you want to be an astronaut or something like that. Very few little boys say, gee, I want to grow up and become an accountant. Okay, right. (laughs) So um, those dreams sometimes stay with us, sometimes they, you know, go away over time for whatever reason. Um, But I believe that we all start off with a dream and we all wanna pursue that dream if we can. And like I said, life gets in the way, that's just the way it is for almost all of us. And the question becomes, okay, how meaningful is it for you, okay?
0: For mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm.
1: this was very meaningful. I knew that I wanted to take my shot, as I've said several <laughs> times. So anyway, um, people said to me, why don't you start a podcast? And I didn't really know much about a podcast. I've only had my podcast for about six months or so. But one of the things I found out in music is that music today is not like the music industry or the music business that I grew up with. Yeah, like, no had kidding. albums. And then it went to CDs and then it went to downloads on, on, on uh, iTunes. All of that's gone. What you have now in the music business is Spotify and these streaming services. Right now, Spotify, it's great for them. They're worth $50 billion in the marketplace, but for a musician, they pay me a fraction of a penny for every stream that I have. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's not a way for musicians to make any money. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, social media, which we all focus on, you know, it's a very tenuous relationship that we have with the people on social media because it takes no engagement, no commitment to hit a like button or to leave a little comment. And I was feeling very empty from that. And I was searching for a way that I could establish a deeper relationship with my audience and somebody suggested I look into podcasts. Right. And you know what? They were a hundred percent right because with a podcast, it's a long form of engagement. Right. And you know, if you're on with somebody for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, they're getting to know you. They're Mm -hmm. getting to know what Mm -hmm. makes you tick. And that's a much deeper level than you get out of most social media. Yes. So I started the podcast and you know what I found immediately it started to grow and get an audience. So here I am a little bit more than six months into it. And um, in terms of downloads, it's uh, I'm told I'm in the top 5% of all podcasts out there. Well over a hundred countries I've had people downloading from. um, And I I don't focus on one type of person as my guest. You know, I do have a lot of musicians because obviously I'm involved with music, but these are all people that followed their dream one way or another to success. So I have authors, I have dancers, I have uh, actors, I have just people in uh, people from advertising. I just interviewed the guy who's the CEO of WD 40. Okay. No kidding. That that magic. (laughs) that that You spritz on anything and it makes it work. Okay. (laughs) I love that stuff. So, um, and then people said to me, okay, you have the podcast that's working out. Why don't you write a book? And the more I thought about it, I said, you know, maybe they're right. Maybe I could use a book as a way to help people, f- you know, understand what my uh, journey was like. So this summer I finished up and, and released what I call the follow your dream handbook. And it's, it's not war and peace. Okay. This is right. not great right. literature. But it's basically a combination of my me- my journey, my memoir, and a how-to. How did I do it? And I created kind of a five-step method that I thought would apply to almost anybody doing whatever it was they felt was their dream journey. And uh, right away, it became a bestseller on Amazon. So that was pretty cool. Fantastic. Well, that's a great place to wrap today.
0: I think, Robert, could you tell us how our listeners could get uh,
1: your book into their hands? Sure. Well, look, it's on Amazon. It's probably on all the other booksellers as well. It's called the Follow Your Dream Handbook, and um, they can also uh, go to the podcast at um, followyourdreampodcast.com. Anybody that sends me an email, I'll be happy to uh, respond to them. And my music is all uh, under my band, which is Project Grand Slam. So you just go to projectgrandslam.com and you can listen and be enthralled by all of that.
0: Great. Would you put a little context on your music a little bit? What what genre would you sure? Think well, you. Fit I'm into?
1: A, I'm a a product of my my upbringing, which was during the British invasion era, you know, the Beatles, the Stones, the, the who, all of that. Yeah. And then I segued into jazz. So the, my, my music is a combination. It's a fusion of jazz, rock, and Latin. And the Latin comes mainly from my bandmates, many of whom are from Latin countries. Oh. Right now, for example, I've got uh, a singer from Mexico, keyboard player from Venezuela, my drummer is from Puerto Rico, my guitar player is from Canada, so it's a real melting pot which I love and yeah. they take my songs and they just make them their own. So it's I'm very happy with the band. And and do you strictly perform original music? Strictly perform original music although I specialize in taking some of the iconic songs of that British Invasion era. And redoing them as my own. Okay, right. so on each album, I take one song by groups like uh, Hendrix and Cream and the Who and um, and the Kinks, even the Beatles, and I have uh, reimagined it in my style. Okay. But other than that, it's all my stuff. Fantastic, fantastic, Robert. Well, thank you so
0: much for sharing your insights with us. And uh, once again, at, at Amazon, look for the "Follow Your Dream." handbook and keep strategizing.